the Public News Service Daily Newscast for April the 28th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. With the conclusion of this year's legislative session, advocates say that Maine lawmakers have taken key steps toward reducing the cost of health care. Surveys have shown four and five Maine adults are worried about affording the care they may need in the future. And Ann Willison, with Consumers for Affordable Health Care, says this year the legislature has taken that concern seriously. She says measures in the supplemental budget bill passed by the legislature and signed by the governor last week will make a big difference, such as increasing Medicaid eligibility for children to up to 300% of the federal poverty level and providing dental and oral health opportunities in schools. The fact that the legislature was able to come together in a bipartisan manner and that the governor included these things in her supplemental budget shows that policymakers are taking concrete steps to address rising costs in Maine that will really make a difference in, in terms of improving access. She points to other bills that have been signed into law this year, such as one that would shed light on how much Mainers could save if the state used international drug pricing. Another would expand the scope of the Office of Affordable Health Care, which was established last session, so that it can provide policymakers with the tools and research to reduce health care costs further. I'm Lee Wolke, reporting. Meantime, the debate over election integrity has been at the center of the battle for the ballot in Wisconsin since 2020. New polling of Wisconsin voters indicates a strong majority believe the state's elections are accurate. A Marquette University Law School poll finds more than 60 percent of voters are at least somewhat confident in the results of the 2020 presidential election. But poll director Charles Franklin notes about 84 percent of respondents expressed confidence in the recent spring election. And I think that maybe suggests that it's not about the elections or the way we're holding them. It's about the argument about 2020 rather than really an underlying doubt about the way elections are conducted in the state. In both the November 2020 and April 2022 elections, Republican respondents were more likely to express doubts about accuracy. But they were nearly three times more likely to express little to no confidence in the 2020 presidential election compared with this year's spring election. This is Jonah Chester reporting. And facing drought conditions unlike anything we've experienced before, Southern California officials are demanding that businesses and residents in parts of Los Angeles, Ventura, and San Bernardino counties cut outdoor watering to one day a week. That from CNN. The program manager for the Metropolitan Water District of Southern California says for the summer, we have half the water that we need right now in these communities. CNN notes that last summer, the state saw its most severe drought in its 126-year record. This is PNS. When a nonprofit food center in the desert southwest began a project to chronicle challenges of land and water, access combined with climate change, they did not know that COVID-19 was on the way, which demonstrated unexpected resiliency. The pandemic turned La Samila Food Center's storytelling project into a virtual event, but it was nonetheless a place for participants to share their experiences. Storyteller Mateo Herrera is a chef who says he wanted to shine a light on local food producers who have fed their neighbors for generations. For me, it was like our local farmers showing up and being like, we're here and, you know, we're here to take care of you and we're here to do our best. They're the heroes. We wouldn't have this food if it wasn't for them. I'm Roz Brown. The title of the final report is kind of a mouthful, Snapshots of Resilience, Tending Land, Sharing Traditions, and Feeding Our Families Before and Amidst COVID-19 Disruptions. 
Smaller wells that account for just 6% of the nation's oil and gas production are responsible for half of all methane pollution in the U.S. That's according to a new report. John Burroughs with the Wyoming Outdoor Council says in Wyoming alone, between 51 and $96 million worth of natural gas is lost each year through venting, leaks, and other emissions. That translates into a significant loss of revenue. We would estimate that to be somewhere around 9 to $16 million in lost revenue to the state. And that's revenue that could be used for a variety of things from schools, roads, infrastructure. The study published in the journal Nature Communications found that marginal wells allow nearly 10% of their gas to be released directly into the atmosphere, resulting in a loss of 4 million metric tons of natural gas annually. Marginal wells make up 80% of the nation's oil and gas wells. There are more than 30,000 marginal wells spread across Colorado, Utah, and Wyoming, producing 200,000 tons of methane pollution annually. I'm Eric Galatis. Finally, Eric, take it off, lets us know today is Workers' Memorial Day, honoring people who died while on the job. Events are planned across Washington State to mark the day. Tina Morrison is with the Spokane Regional Labor Council, which is holding a ceremony for workers on Saturday. She says 106 workers died in Washington State from preventable illness or injury in 2021. Our vision is that no worker should be exposed to illness and that safety protocols should be developed enough that workers can go to work to put food on their family's tables and go home to their families safely. Workers' Memorial Day is marked on April 28th, the anniversary of the signing of the Occupational Safety and Health Act in 1970. The Washington State Department of Labor and Industries is holding its event virtually today. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on great radio stations, your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.